One, two, one, two, one, two. So professional. You like that? You like that? I really like that the record button turns red. As yes. it should. As it should. <laughs> it's not broken. That's good. <laughs> What's up, Bree? Who is up, Carlos? Thank you for joining me. Yeah, You're I'm so my excited. Fourth guest. Fourth on guest. Rolling Cafetero Podcast. And maybe the last of this bullshit ass 2020 year. Yes. Hopefully. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, but I don't know. What do you think of 2020? How was? But first, let me introduce you. Okay. This is actually. Why don't you introduce yourself? Okay. How I'm about that? Bree, but my full name is Brianna. But did you know? Actually, people don't know that my full name is Brianna. They just think it's Bree. Um, I knew Bree was short for some, for right. Brianna. Yeah. But um i just call you brie yeah yeah so i'm a yoga teacher here at omi you wear many hats many hats lay them down uh well my profession is a teacher at high school yes I teach video production at franklin high yes 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 every time i catch you here you're on the computer talking dealing to with my kids talking to these kids do you like it i like it and I don't like this remote learning stuff that we have going on. Now, I've heard several kids, um, I've heard there's different things going on with that. There's some kids actually taking advantage of it, no? I mean, in grades and stuff, I would say no. But one thing I have heard from my kids is like they like it because they're able to work more. So like the, for the older kids who have jobs, I guess for them it is a bit of a convenience. Mm -hmm. But in general, like progress reports just went out. For a second marking period and normally i'll have maybe five kids failing mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. now i have 30 13. so yeah it's very it's definitely hitting children way harder because you just don't have the motivation to you know get stuff done when you're not in the actual structure of a school now is it true i believe is it true that some introverted kids are actually excelling because they don't have to be a in front of a group of kids and stuff like that you know is there any truth to that I don't know. I mean, might be, but I feel like the same kids who were excelling when we were in school are the same ones that are excelling not in school. Um, yeah. So how you been? How you been? Good. I actually, I um, mean, I was very excited when I saw you come in with the equipment. Yeah. But right before you came in, yeah. I was about to pass out because I, I had the itis and I just ate very, very delicious vegan food from vegans from Sa vegans of Satan. That's the new spot, the right? The new spot in St. George, which we have to go try out together at yes. some point. I went, um, was going with Rosa one time. Yes. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. But you did have it or you're going to go? I'm going to go. She told me about all the delicious meals there and definitely got to try it. Yeah. So they yeah. had, um, uh, what did I just eat? Uh, whatever. It looks like a chicken stick, a chicken drumstick, but I guess it's made out of that seitan stuff, which I don't actually know what's in it. What the heck is seitan? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but supposedly it's not animals, so that's cool. Um, it might be like a gluten. I don't know. I honestly yeah. have no idea. Um, and they had like yams and uh, rice and collard greens and uh, mac and cheese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Let's see how this recording goes because we're back at the coffee shop. It's music is pumping. We're right behind the speaker. So please, listener, bear with us. And I hope it creates like a... Uh, like an ambiance where you're in here chilling with us at the coffee shop. 
Yeah, and if you haven't come to the coffee shop yet, you should. It's 919 Northwood Ave in Roselle, Omi's. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm, even if you don't like coffee, because I don't drink coffee. You don't? No. So, Roselle Really? How do you manage? How do you... Wait, you don't drink coffee? Yeah, no, you didn't. Never that. noticed that. Yeah, I never drink coffee. I don't like the taste of it. So, even if it's like decaf. The one time I had coffee was like sophomore year in college at UCC. I had like a chai latte, something. No, not chai latte. Like a vin, uh, French vanilla latte, something like that. Mm-hmm. And I had half a cup. And when I had the half a cup, I was like sweating and jittery, yeah. and my heart was not like I felt like I was on Molly. Like it was not a good feeling. What do you mean? That's all the great feelings you just mentioned right no. there. <laughs> <laughs> No, I hear you. I hear you. No, it gets jittery, definitely. I think it's my nervous system's just not built for that. Mm. I, but then again, I fall asleep at work and stuff, so I don't really know. Maybe I'd better. <laughs> <laughs> I like matcha. I'm more of like a matcha girl. Yeah, that's yeah. what's up. That's what's up. Yo, what's up? Yeah, we're in the coffee shop, so people are constantly passing by and saying hello. So, hey, what's up? <laughs> but you, you're Colombian. So you, are you like one of those Colombians that grew up drinking coffee since you were a baby? No, oh. not me. Um, I do love coffee, but I just discovered it within the last five to six years, believe it or not. Yeah. And became obsessed with it. Yeah. So what do you mean discovered? Like you've never tried it in the past or you just didn't realize like that? I wasn't a coffee drinker. I really wasn't. I was like orange juice. Yeah. I didn't really acquire a taste for it Mm -hmm. um, until I stopped like drinking and smoking. And then I, all these new different, um, all these new, new different tastes and these new different, I discovered new stuff, you know? Like, I was never into sweets. Now I love sweets. Yeah. Um, coffee, I don't know. Something about it, I love it. I love mm-hmm. it. Yeah, you know, I don't I know. I love the environment. I love everything that comes with it. Yeah, because it really is like a whole culture. But mm-hmm. see, that's where I, sometimes I feel like, not left out, but I, I'm like, am I missing certain opportunities by not being like a coffee drinker but there's always tea and stuff you know yeah um but i just it's the taste for me and so there's a part of me that also doesn't want to acquire the taste because coffee is a stimulant you know yes it is and i try my best to live like an entire like i would i still even consider that like infringing upon a sober lifestyle absolutely so i guess that's where i'm like i know that if i did acquire the taste and started getting used to the feeling and saw how much more productive I was with coffee, mm-hmm. then I'd feel I need, like, a, like I don't want it to be like, oh, I need my daily cup of coffee, you know? Is it, I mean, how how realistic is it to be stimulant-free, though? I mean, I think we need yeah. just always something. There's some sort of drug. There's something that... No, for sure. I mean, right now, with me, it's antidepressants, and, like, I wish I wasn't on them, mm-hmm. but also... It's what gets me by, so like it is what it is, kind of thing. Which sort of antidepressants do you take? Uh, Prozac. Prozac. Yeah. That evens you out. It's an upper, yeah. Yeah. Nice, nice. So, yeah. I mean, it's I don't know. I guess it's part of like acceptance. That part, how you said like, how how realistic is it to not have a stimulant? Yeah. And then it's weird too, because it's like for me, like let's say I wasn't on anti. I think it's raining. I can't tell. Okay, so um, how how um, realistic is it to not be on a stimulant? So then there's coffee, so it's like, all right, 
if I, like I'm okay with drinking matcha mm-hmm. every day, but for some reason coffee's different. I don't know. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, man. No, I know. I know. I didn't know there was this um this place this diner I go to Tropicana's in Elizabeth. Yeah. And I used to pass by when I'm on my way out. They have the little dessert um display case, and they have these freaking mouse mousses. Like they look mousse like cake. rats. Oh, oh, mouse mousse. Yeah, mouse mousse cake. I don't uh, know. Ma- they they're, they're they're designed like a rat. Uh huh. But it's mousse. It's like covered chocolate covered with like so I guess, mouse mousse. I guess that's what it is. That's the intention. Yeah, they yeah. were trying to be. Okay, so I'm like, who the fuck eats that shit? When I used to pass by, I'm like, that's disgusting. Like, who would want that? Now, I passed by there. I was like, ooh, I think I want one. Have you had it? <laughs> no, uh. but I want one. Yeah. And I was, you know. So that's who I am now. Yeah. You know, I'm into coffee and uh, I like sweets and that's the, you know. I used to have a huge sweet tooth. Mm. Like really bad. Yeah. Or, uh, yeah, I'm going to say bad because I try not to put like bad and good on shit. But like it was like I had a chocolate bar in my cabeta in the car in yeah. the a glove compartment. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was like, all right, if I'm sad driving, then I just go and get my fix of like chocolate. So I use sugar as as my stimulant to like, you know, absolutely make me happy in the moment. Yeah, absolutely. Um, sugar is it's like crack. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Pretty much. So um, let's 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 take it back a little bit. Take let's, it back. Yeah. Way back. Let's take it way back. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you originally from? Uh, I mean, I was born in Elizabeth. Okay. And I lived in Linden since I was like three months old. Really? And well, I used to live in Bayway, and then when I was four, I moved to Tremley. So mm-hmm. if anybody from Linden is <laughs> listening, um, and I've been there. Oh, thank you. They just brought me some coffee. <laughs> thank you. Um, that's awesome. Yeah, I've been in the same house for like twenty-two years. Jesus. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. Yeah. But my mom's Peruvian. Okay. And my so dad's your background's Peruvian. Yeah. Well, a mix. Go ahead. My dad's like, just like a white American, like Italian, Irish. Okay. Yeah. Nice, 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 nice. And have you been back to Peru? Yeah. The last time I went was in 2017. 2017? Oh, recently. Yeah. But that was the first time we went since like two, since I was like eight years old. Did you hit the famous spot? Machu Picchu yes. famous spot? Yeah, we did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we went there, and then Lima, like that's where my family's from. And then um, also we were able to see the jungle, mm-hmm. um, and like the Amazon and whatnot, so that was pretty dope. I want to go back. There's this um, monkey sanctuary kind of thing, because mm-hmm. I'm obsessed with monkeys. They're Are you? wonderful. Yeah. I got mauled by one. What do you mean mauled? Like she was just like attacking my face and it was awesome. What do you, yo, <laughs> you gotta be careful. Yeah. <laughs> They're wild, dude. Yeah, but she was, she was just jealous because she, she really took a liking to my mom. Mm-hmm. And then, and then she could tell that like I was my mom's daughter actually. So she was like very possessive of my mom. And finally she came over to me and so I'm holding her. But then she just starts like attacking my face a little bit. But like it didn't hurt. But I'm just like, I just had to stay calm. This was in Peru? Mm-hmm. Wow. So I want to go back to yeah. see her and, like, take care of her and whatnot. <laughs> to take care of someone. Yeah. <laughs> Can 
okay. Because you okay. can do that at the sanctuary thing, like volunteer for a month. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, that'd be dope. We went to some place, you bring in our monkeys, we went to some place in Ecuador called Misawaji, which was the, the rainforest, and there was a bunch of monkeys everywhere, but their whole intention was like pickpocketing people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're trained to like pickpocket. Mm-hmm. In and Bali too. Yeah, in Bali they do that? That's true, you traveled to Bali, right? Yeah. How, wait, when did you go there? You went there for training. That's where you that's where you learned to become a yoga instructor, right? Mm, no. Or So tell, tell me about that. In 2017, mm-hmm. I went to Thailand to okay. get my yoga certification. Okay. Um, so I was there for like 3 months. And then and, and that was just Thailand. So like I was on this island called Kopangan. Uh, it's beautiful. It's uh, um there's a lot of expats there mm-hmm. from like mainly Europe, okay. but all over. And um, so yeah, I did my 200 hour training there. And that seemed intense. It feels from over there. Was it intense? I yeah. mean, doesn't seem like something that would be casual. It was mm, so like Western yoga is really asana based meaning like postures and like the physical movement Mm -hmm. right so like vinyasa flow power flow like i mean power flow really is like like that's from over i think that's like from over here but over there it's more about the like theology um breath Mm -hmm. meditation not to say that we don't have that here obviously we do yeah but i just think that it's you know i was exposed to certain things over there that I don't know that I'd be exposed to in a training here, perhaps. Mm-hmm. So like like tantra, yoga, um, kundalini, even like I was. Now what is that? Wait, tantric yoga and kundalini. What's the difference? Okay, so tantric yoga. Is that the sexual one? It can be. Okay. Um. So there's like white tantra and red tantra. So I studied white tantra. Um, and I'm not like an expert when it comes to these things, mm-hmm. but even to be exposed is like kind of rare. I feel like I don't know too many people um, who are familiar with it. And then I feel like anytime you ask a tantric teacher, what is tantra? They mm-hmm. always like, like not even trying to be all philosophical and stuff. They just like to answer it is kind of difficult. So okay. my, my I guess expression of it or interpretation of it is like tuning in to your highest form of self-love balancing the masculine and feminine energy inside of you and really tapping into vulnerability um to just fall deeper into like self-love mm-hmm. um so it's like okay well what does that mean like if i go to a tantric yoga class compared to a vinyasa yoga class what does that mean well there's certain like techniques that they do in tantra that you wouldn't see in a normal half of vinyasa class like certain um breath work exercises i think you've done some with me it's called I've done sub- the vinyasa right but no but i'm saying like the, this certain breathing it's called sublimation so mm-hmm. like we inhale exhale everything tuck your tummy in really deep do you remember doing this one i think so during yeah. Like I don't know if you're one of your yoga classes or yeah, one exactly. of meditation. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, and the whole idea behind that is, like, um, trying to, like, raise your energy up towards the mind. Um, and then, obviously, there is a sensual aspect to Tantra. Um, there's a lot of, like, certain practices, like, hand-to-heart breathing, uh, gazing into each other's eyes, and 
you know, different things like that. So you really just tap into this vulnerability of seeing someone for their soul rather than their physical. Mm. Um, and then Kundalini. So Kundalini is like this energy that we have at the base of our spine. And it rises, uh, or it can rise. And you do different, they're called Kriyas. Kriyas are like um, mm, cleansing techniques. Um, so any Kundalini classes that I've been to, it's basically like you do maybe six six to eight Kriyas. Yeah. Um, and there's just like different, mm, act, like not activities. I mean, I guess, yeah, it could be activities. Like one could be like slamming the floor like repetitively for maybe like two minutes. And the purpose of that is to... So you're just kind of like igniting... I don't know. It's very uh, primal. Like yes, I love yes. when I'm in Kundalini class. I just feel really like like prime, like primitive, and yes. just like getting back to like your roots. So um, the one time I did feel Kundalini rise was at the end of this tantric retreat that I went to, and it just feels like a rattlesnake, like up, like, up your <laughs> yeah, spine. Yeah, yeah. And then like I just like had this immense laughter attack. Um, yeah, so it's really like a wow kind of experience. Yes. It's like a natural high. Yes. Um, but actually, and it's dangerous too, though, because when I first left Thailand, um, when I came back home, I was like trying to look for that again, like trying to get that high again. Hmm. Um, and I didn't know where to go because I didn't know who out here was doing that kind of work. Mm-hmm. And then I felt like all other life was kind of like boring compared to that feeling really yeah so i kind of went through like a little dip of like uh i mean always i'm dipping in and out of like a little depressive state yes but like in that moment it was like what this is this is it like i want to i want to be doing that stuff every day but that's just i don't think that's realistic hi guys you know um i actually felt that way during the breath work the other day, I was um, yeah. expressing the other podcast about that sadness mm. after after the breath work because we did like six rounds. Mm-hmm. Um, the last three times, uh, well, I've done it three times already. The last two times was only like two or three rounds. This was the first time they went in deep. We went like six rounds deep, and when we were holding our breath, I started seeing like visions and all that stuff. And I had like an open heart, felt good, and I was like in this position, like kind of like open towards no fear i had this courage all this and then it was funny because then when we finally came back and you know came back from that position from that pose from that vision or wherever Mm -hmm. and we did like a little round circle thing i was so depressed Mm -hmm. and i thought about it and that's why i came back the following day to go do yoga was to see you know if i could uncover what the sadness was about i think it was because felt like now restricted with his physical body instead of like during that trance i was like yeah. in the spiritual world you know what I mean? it gets dangerous yo i was like i was like i want to go back mm-hmm. and i was actually sad i was like like a little kid I was like i don't want to be here i want to go back to a spiritual world yeah, yeah. <laughs> like disneyland no legit yeah yeah um how long you stayed in in Thailand in Bali? How long were you there for? Oh yeah, so the so the first time it was three months, mm-hmm. but um, three months in Thailand, and then I came home, and then that's when I started like working here, um, and I was doing some other yoga, like my own yoga classes elsewhere, um, and trying to build like my little my brand of self love viz and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, 
then Do you have a brand right now? Year. Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, yeah. Because I'm not so active with uh, it at the moment. But let's throw it out there anyway. Well, if self-love is, is basically, is. it's just like an empowerment. It's intended to be an empowerment website and like, that's where I host my yoga classes and like Reiki services and things like that. Nice. But, um, yeah, so... Uh, the next year or two years I think two years had passed and one of my teachers out there she was like I, I want you to come back to help me with my retreat mm-hmm. my tantric retreat but the thing is like to go over there is 18 hours I'm not gonna go take an 18 hour flight if I'm staying there for like just two weeks like I have direct, to be there for a direct while flight? no it wasn't even a direct flight good <laughs> <laughs> well no that would be better to be honest okay but um, no yeah it's never I don't think it's ever been a direct flight but anyway, it just takes very long. So mm-hmm. if I'm out there, I'm going to stay there for like a month. And luckily at the time, I was substitute teaching. So like I could take off whenever. Mm-hmm. And so now, you know, with being a, f- a full-time high school teacher, I have the summers off once COVID is gone. Yeah. So I'm like, you know, I'm fortunate and blessed to have this profession where I can travel for like extended periods of time. Um, but yeah, so then when I went back to Thailand, I was like, okay, if I'm out here, let me go check out Bali. I haven't been there yet. So then I went, it was like, Merry Christmas. Bye. Um, We did, I did Bali, Malaysia, uh, Bali, Indonesia. And then I went to Malaysia, Kuala Lumpur, the the capital. And then I went to Thailand, back to Thailand. So that was only like a month's trip. Okay. But still, awesome. What led you to yoga in the first place? Depression, I think. I mean, I guess, right? Um, I'm thinking. Uh, Searching for n- something. Like, more. so I grew up dancing. Okay. I was a. You were a dancer. Yeah. So I did ballet since I was like. Four. A ballet dancer, to be exact, because nowadays you say you're a dancer. <laughs> yeah. Type of dance. well, yeah. But <laughs> yeah. So, so go ahead. My I'm mom sorry. had made like she made us ballerinas when we were younger, and so oh, that's I cool. guess like. <laughs> we have a little live audience. Yeah. <laughs> Gertrude just found out that I'm a ballerina. <laughs> no, but I wasn't very good. My technique was kind of off. But still, you gain like a certain amount of poise and obviously flexibility and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, so then when I was at Rutgers, um, that's when I first got into like a steady treatment for for my mental health. Mm-hmm. And they had this program there where you can like do different fitness classes. So I'm like, yeah, and it's free. So, of course, I'm going to do it. And so that's where I got into yoga. And then also another fitness class called Intensati. Which Intensati? You, took, you think you took, what is that? Didn't you take it with Jenny that one time? Uh, where we like... Um, Couples? Do, do the, no, no, no. It's like aerobics. And you say positive affirmations as you're going through it. Remember, it was like, I'm stronger than I think. I'm stronger than I think. Yes, I yes, 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 yes. Yeah, you did it with Jen. That was awesome. Online. Yeah, remember that. Yeah, so... I started doing both of those classes and I was like, wow, I really, you know, yoga was, I guess that was like 2014. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was like, I really like how this makes me feel. And I've always been into being active, but I was never a gym person. I was never a sports person. Like yeah. sports and me don't. I did tennis ninth grade year. Okay. But like. But you were a dancer. You're still athletic. Yeah. 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 Like I love being active. Yeah. Um, so I found like yoga. And then this intensity and like Zumba and stuff. That was like a cool way to like be active mm-hmm. um, without it necessarily being like a sport. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's interesting, right? Like sometimes for like mental to calm the mind, you got to go through the body, right? Yeah. 
yeah. for sure. Well, and then at the same time, though, I was doing um, group counseling with um, like group therapy, learning about mindfulness. Mm-hmm. So it was interesting how I was learning about mindfulness outside of yoga, and then like simultaneously, though realizing like, oh, this is the same thing. Like what we're learning with the mind and mindfulness and therapy, um, they're reiterating in these yoga classes. Um, so do you still do you still go and visit a therapist? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm in a program right now. It's called. Um, it's well, the certain therapy is called dialectical behavioral therapy. Certain type of therapy. Yeah. yeah. So it's like specifically for people diagnosed. Um, borderline personality disorder okay it's like emotional regulation disorder um and so i have like two hours on thursdays Mm -hmm. that's group and then one hour on wednesdays and that's individual but it's online like with zoom now because of covid nice yeah okay yeah i actually wanted to talk to you about that wanted to get information more on therapy and stuff like that i think after 2020 anxiety levels are off the chain yeah i'll have conversations with some people and we'll talk about 2020 and some reflection on it and people start to kind of like tear up you know Mm. because i could just see it anxiety that uncertainty of what's happening and everything so i think at this this day and time i think therapy is super important i used to me myself i went through therapy when i was younger i used to be a really um i don't know disturbed child i was gonna say a <laughs> savage carlos was telling me earlier how he used to bribe his teachers <laughs> yeah I mean, you gotta do what you gotta do yeah <laughs> <laughs> you gotta do, you gotta do it, survive <laughs> so therapy was one of the things he did that's cool well when i was younger yeah when i was younger um yeah i saw my my father and my mother were separated from me for for a minute and so I had a big issue with um, authority. I used to mm-hmm. like hide in closets and used to have outbursts and all that. Kind of the thing that helped me was therapy. Therapy, you know, helped How me to. How old Probably like five, six, seven, oh, yeah. around that, you know, adolescent age, you know. So that helped me a lot because at least when I got older, I was able to establish where my um, anger issues came from. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I believe we all have certain type of child trauma that we carry with ourselves all the time throughout life. And some of us at least have the luxury to to understand where that trauma comes from. Right. You know, some people don't even know. Yeah. They're just like, this is just the way I am. Mm -hmm. And then the third step, I guess, would be is like, all right, address it. What am I going to do about this? Am I going to continue to carry that with me? And, And I saw a lot of that stuff with, you know, I done like um ayahuasca seminar Mm -hmm. um retreats and stuff like that and that's that's helped me with that as well yeah but i think i should go back to therapy and i think it's just need to talk to someone yeah it's interesting too because it's like therapy is is different based on your therapist based on the type of therapy so like Mm -hmm. before i was in this program i was seeing a one-on-one therapist for like two years um and it, and we would get kind of like deeper into certain stuff but now that i'm doing it's the dialectical behavioral therapy it's very like skills based mm. meaning like every week we learn a new skill um based about it could be mindfulness interpersonal effectiveness so being able to like 
work with people and get what you want out of you know working with different people um Mm -hmm. distress tolerance is like if you know like let's say i'm having a panic attack or some like my emotions really really just go super high off the threshold Mm -hmm. what are ways to like ground yourself back breathing obviously techniques and exercise for that techniques like that for Mm. to get back to like a certain baseline yeah yeah um so it it feels not as deep okay but it's still helpful yeah yeah like i'm still afloat so do you catch yourself when you're off the baseline uh-huh. Yeah, you're aware. No, it's all right. <laughs> you want some coffee? <laughs> I know you've been here since Stop. earlier this morning, just Stop. working with these badass kids, <laughs> <laughs> trying to save them. It was that food, man. It made me so sleepy. It was delicious. Yeah, but yeah. you know what that salted. What is it? Salt. Salt. Satan. Satan. Yeah. Oh shit. Um. Do I, yeah, I definitely check it. I've definitely noticed now. And the thing is, like, you, you start noticing. I mean, I guess it's, like, four. Uh, how do I say this? All right, so when I was in college, two years of therapy in college. And then I had, like, two years off. And then post-college, I went back into therapy. So I've been in therapy about three years now, plus two years when I was in college. So, like... The things that I realize now compared to back then, compared to when I didn't even have therapy, like you just start seeing like, okay, what are the red flags? Like, you know how in relationships, you know, sometimes people start talking about like, oh, that's a red flag. That's a red flag. Yes. You start doing it with yourself. Okay. Um, so like, for example, my red flags are Hulk. That's my dog. Um, Hulk didn't get walked two days in a row. That's a red flag. Hmm. Um, I don't know. Other things could be showering, right? Like, yeah, oh, yeah. Day three. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on here? You know. Yeah. Um, also, you know, just the uh, uh, posting on social media. So it media. doesn't it doesn't creep up immediately. You gotta look for those red flags, those signs, which yeah. is maybe an accumulation of a couple of days type of thing, mm-hmm. right? Wow. Yeah, yeah. I know. Like, post like if I stop posting on social media too much then it's just like okay i'm starting to distance myself from everybody mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um stuff like that social media i don't know what to think about it see it's so interesting i, for, I feel like either i heard you having this conversation in person mm. or in one of the podcasts but I, I feel so i don't know i think because the way that i handle my social media is very different okay i think i handle it the same way i kind of handle myself where, which is which kind of problematic sometimes. Like I just, I just don't <laughs> care. <laughs> I just do what I want. Well, it's interesting because I wish they would school people about the algorithm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I'm just finding people just getting caught up in these bubbles, and they're yeah. just like, you know, I have like I have two friends on polar opposite sides of the political spectrum completely opposite sides but they both meet in the middle with these conspiracies mm. and they're getting all their information from youtube and they think that they're discovering these videos mm-hmm. but no they're being spoon they're fed, fed it, yeah and they're unaware of it so what i'm doing now with like let's say to combat the algorithm is i'm fucking with it so now what i'm doing is i open up different accounts yeah yeah you were talking yeah, about this open up different accounts and like I'm into jiu-jitsu, so I have one account that's just pure jiu-jitsu, mm-hmm. so I was like, just feed me jiu-jitsu stuff. Yeah. 
another one it's you know about whatever else i'm into finances or whatever but like all right just feed me fine exactly so, so make it work i'm for dictating you. it yeah for me. that's yes. exactly how i feel yeah. so th- wow that's exactly how i feel so you okay so right i teach media right mm-hmm. I, my 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 bachelor's is in journalism and media studies another like hat that. you wear huh? <laughs> well i mean partially yeah go so, ahead <laughs> so uh, like I'm just I'm a nerd for this kind of stuff yes. like I actually haven't seen the social dilemma just yet but anytime people have kind of spoken about it I'm mm-hmm. like yeah like that's kind of the stuff that I was learning in college um, but I still I still want to definitely watch it but essentially you know ever since Get YouTube ever since YouTube um, we really have moved from being the consumer to now like a producer and still we are consumers right yes. Um, and we are the product and the product itself yeah so um like i just feel i I don't really scroll too much on instagram to be honest i Mm. really use it as my own little diary to like show people if they want to see if they don't want to see i don't care but i want to see when i'm upset in you know three months and i have another relapse like mental health relapse Mm. i'm talking about how i was like like i'm feeling so in the shit then I know that one of my things is go on social media and look at how awesome your life was in October, crazy lady. Oh, wow. That's why That's I cool. post the things that I post. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, like, I just, I use it as, like, I produce. If people see and consume it, cool. If they don't, cool. And sometimes I get a nice little ad about some cool eyeliner that I should buy that I don't need to buy, yeah, but yeah, yeah. maybe I want it. So I get it. Like, it's not that big of a deal. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I use it as a scrapbook. Exactly. I just use it to dump my photos in there. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's it. You know, I, I got rid of, not, not got rid of, but I stopped messing with Facebook. It just yeah, allows people to just, I don't know, just too many words. Keep it simple. Yeah. No, yeah, I'm really only on Insta. But same how you said, like, you have your jiu-jitsu page. Like, I'm trying to get into pole dancing. Okay. And, um, yeah, so what used to be the self-love is fitness page, where I used to kind of tell people, come to my yoga class, etc. Now I've kind of warped it so it could be like a pole dancing thing. And so, like you just said, you know, just kind of following those kinds of accounts um, and use it as a tool. Yeah. You know, like, they're using us, so we're going to use them back. And it's free. Kind of. Kind of, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That's what I do, you know. Because screw that, man. Because if you saw that um, that show, um, The Social Dilemma, those the, the, the designers themselves, they're like, shit. It's like, this is scary. It's just they, they do the sleight of hand, almost like um, illusion, illusion tricks and psychological tricks mm-hmm. to just keep you listening i mean keep you watching keep you tuned keep you engaged and lately i don't know i don't know because of the pandemic but lately i've been feeling like the days are disappearing i don't know because uh you know what is it um day um daytime savings or whatever daylight savings yeah, daylight savings know. times or whatever it gets darker sooner but i just feel like i wake up i do things that i have to do and next thing you know it's like oh shit it's time to go home yeah, and I'm starting to think maybe a lot has to do with is the amount of time I'm you know on my phone. Might be taken away from my time. I just did never felt like in the past that the days went by this fast. Mm. I don't know, or maybe I am busy doing what I want to do and and time is flying. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, but with the tool bit, 
like using it as a tool. I yeah. mean, yeah. I mean, technically, we could use a real life example that just happened <laughs> where you were, I was the producer, and you were my consumer when I made about like five hundred dollars for my birthday from cash apps and Venmo's right. from you guys. That's right. <laughs> Shout out to you. <laughs> how much did I set you again? Huh? How much? How a lot of people turn like I just turned twenty six. So okay, so I sent you twenty six. Twenty six bucks. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was here with Emilio, or I was well, I forgot who I was here with. I was here with someone, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna send her. So, how much you send? It's like, you know, she's twenty six. Yeah, send twenty six bucks. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Appreciate you. <laughs> no, definitely. No, yeah, and so I just posted like, send me a dollar, man. Like, whatever, just like as a joke. I mean, still hoping somebody would send Did me a dollar. I just said I made five five hundred. Five hundred. Yes. Nice. Uh-huh. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I'm going to do that shit for my birthday. Yeah, do it for your birthday. <laughs> so some people sent me a dollar. Some people sent me 50. Some, a lot of people sent me 26. And I'm just so grateful. Like, the fact that you took time out of your day to stop scrolling, go to your cash app or Venmo, and send me something. Yeah. Um, it felt really dope. Especially because this year I wanted to have, like, a huge party. But mm-hmm. I can't because COVID. Yeah. Because it's, like, uh, the 10-year anniversary of my Sweet Sixteen. It's the 10 year anniversary of Sue 16. Yeah. You 16 plus 10 is 26. You're funny. <laughs> I'm so extra. <laughs> I will, wait, wait, you're Sue 16. What? Tell me about that day. Wait, I mean, you're doing anniversaries <laughs> on it. Like, what kind of bash was that? <laughs> Literally, it was just like a typical Sue 16. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's just, I'm just extra. No, but 26 is my favorite number. Oh, okay. Yeah, I want something big to happen this year. I don't know what. Mm-hmm. But, um. This is the year, man. This is the year. Hopefully. It is. Thank you. You know, the enlightenment came after the the, the plague, the black plague or whatever, mm. the black death plague or some shit mm-hmm. that came after a pandemic. Mm. All these revolutions and... Or after people been in the dirt for a while. Correct. Yeah, that makes sense. So let's see what's to come. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, me too. I don't know. 26 is just a good number. My mom had her, had my sister when she was 26. Mm-hmm. And two and six are just my favorite numbers. So I hope something. Oh, yeah, it's gonna be beautiful. It's gonna be beautiful this it year. It is, and it's already going so well. I think so. Like here at Omi's, I mean, half of my kids are failing, but other than that, like life <laughs> is pretty good. <laughs> oh, your kids are failing. That's typical. <laughs> I mean, Wait. it's a pandemic. They got to get their act together and bribe their teachers. <laughs> What's the most expensive gift you ever gave a teacher? Um, no, nah, put too much thought into it. I think it was probably like 20, 30, 40 bucks. Wow. You know, like at a Macy's, those gift sets. Yeah. Hell that's l- yeah. I wish. I forgot her name. Miss, Miss, Pomp, Miss, Panadopoulos, Miss, I forgot her name. Pan. Padopolis. I don't. I forgot her name, but anyway, I gave her like a set, you know, and just a reminder. Hey, you know, Merry Christmas. <laughs> Ace me, or at least <laughs> give me a B, even though I don't I was, deserve yo, it. I would not go to school. Aww. I skipped out so much. So I was thinking, like, if this was during my era, you'd be like, whatever happened to Carlos? Yeah, I, I have, would be MIA. Yeah, I have some of those kids. Yeah, come single parent family. So what would you? What like? Okay, so we were very opposite. Mm-hmm. When we were in school, okay. like 
I had perfect <laughs> I had perfect attendance oh, K through shit. 12 Fourth grade I cut 35 times <laughs> But you were in fourth grade What were you doing? Like we when would, you don't go to school What would you do? Okay so we would, There was Okay Okay during <laughs> fourth grade It was hilarious Everyone would come to my house I would just stay at my house It was right? everyone Like you know Kids will skip out like two or three days a day here and then my house was like the hangout house the cut wow. house right so they'll come and we'll just be chilling um one time actually what happened there was these things called party lines right where people would call it was back in the 90s or the 80s or something it had to be the 80s right it was <laughs> late 80s because i was in fourth grade so it was late 80s and there was these party lines, like these chat lines where people would meet, like singles would meet before Tinder, <laughs> before anything. And people would log in. It was like $2 a minute and stuff like that. And people would just call in. Hey, what's going on? My name is Sam. Hey, da, da, da. And that's where people would just mingle on phone. Okay. It was like when different lines, like you were the king if you had like a two-way line. Oh, wow. Right? So then we started calling that phone. We were a bunch of little kids calling like, hey, kids, get the heck out of this. It got so bad. That a phone bill came in for like six, seven hundred dollars. <gasps> now we're talking about single mother working at a factory. What did she do? We didn't have a phone line for like several years after that. Oh my god! Because they took the phone away, you know. And one of the things we would do is we would go to the shop right and like um, steal food and stuff, you know, because we were hungry and stuff. We would go to like the little buffet or the little. Um, yeah, like the, the pre-made food, the pre-made stuff. food, and just eat straight from the buffets. <laughs> 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 dare each other to steal stuff. So you, I dare you to steal that stuff over there. Yo, go ahead. And that's what we would do. Just kill time. Watch a lot. Of, um, it wasn't Jerry Springer at the time. It was um, it was the Robert Downey Jr. talk show. He was this guy before Jerry Springer and before all that stuff. Oh, okay. And actually, I had a friend. He used to cut in my class, Tony. And he was on the show. What? <laughs> when he's supposed to be? But this was later on, like in middle school. Oh, we're, okay. we're, we're right now in elementary. Uh-huh. But in middle school, he actually got locked up on the show. Oh, man. Because, I forgot what it was. Because he manifested that shit when he was in fourth grade watching it. Some crazy <laughs> shit. Like, oh, man. But, yeah, we had a ball. Oh, man. Yeah, no, couldn't so be me. Stuff. Yeah. Stuff. And it's crazy because... I was in fourth grade. My younger brother was in second grade. And he came a couple times. <laughs> how the, and I think about that now. I'm like, how the fuck did I, What a bad influence I was. My Aww. second grader brother <laughs> was ditching like class. Eight. Yeah. But imagine, this was the 80s. And we were in a very urban school. So, um... I was thinking about it later on because I went to some of my friends' houses and I thought about, you know, this, this, a lot of some of the disorganization they're in. They're just like, they were the so-called crack babies. Mm. So some of the parents were strung out. Mm. So I guess our teachers figured, hey, these kids are strung out too because I was like, how you not follow up on a freaking kid? On a fourth grader right. who's been MIA for a month. Yeah. <laughs> Dang, I should probably reach out to some of my kids. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> they're teenagers, so we know what they're doing. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, but, but a yeah, fourth grader? Crazy. Yeah, no, you're literally eight years old. Yeah. Eight, nine. What the hell are you doing? Just wow. chilling. Yeah. Mm. Shout out to Lafayette. <laughs> 
That's Elizabeth. Yeah. 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 So that's where we're at. How about yourself? So let's see. What can we talk about? Like I would hide my cough and hide my fever to go to school. Wait, you wanted to go to school? That's what I'm saying. Like I had, I intentionally wanted perfect attendance from kindergarten until 12th grade. Mainly because, well, when I was growing up, my mom was just big on like, y'all have like, you can't miss school. Mm -hmm. So then by the time I was in eighth grade, I still hadn't missed school a day in my life. And my sister was graduating high school. And when she graduated high school, there was um, a standing ovation for this kid because he had perfect attendance K through 12. And I was like, that's going to be me when I grow up. Because oh, <laughs> I was very big on recognition on and yes. like trophies and things like that. And I wasn't like a sports person, right? But academically and like in like participation and stuff like that, like that was like I was the morning announcer. You joined girl. clubs. Yeah. Wait, you're the one that did the morning announcements? Yeah. <laughs> and it's so funny because like I used to say the Pledge of Allegiance every single morning, right? And so now with my kids, yeah. like I don't even stand up for the Pledge of Allegiance and I don't make them stand up. Yeah. So like if they want to, go ahead. But like I'm not gonna force you to do it. Some teachers care a lot. Um it's just so funny. That's crazy. Difference. Dude. But yeah, no, so when I saw him do that, I was like, I want that to be me. And so I I made sure that but the thing is like since I was in so many clubs, I did a lot of like um like, I got to go to Florida. I got to go to China. Like, I, in school, it was, like, school trips. This is during what? Middle school, high school? Elementary? High school? Yeah. Dang, you traveled a lot. You've been to China? Twice, yeah. Get out of here. Yeah, it was dope. So, junior year and senior year. Like, two weeks each time. Through what club? Or what? Through, I, I studied Chinese in, in high school. You studied Chinese? Yeah. Man, well, Mandarin, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Ni hao. Ni hao. Ni hao. Ni hao. Yeah. Shenzhen. <laughs> everybody didn't. Everybody was confused when I was there because they would talk to me in Chinese because I look Asian. Yeah, so you do have an Asian um, features. Features too. Yeah. In Thailand too. Hmm. Well, there's a correlation, right, with like Central America and, and Asia. Yeah. I heard so through the like Barren Straits, they came in through there. Something. Something like that. Japanese yeah. or Chinese. Um, yeah, definitely. Went into Peru and mm -hmm. did their thing. You could see it in <laughs> cuisine. Yeah, chaufa, arroz chaufa, fried rice. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah. Oh, nice. My uncle is my uncle's last name is Wong. Wong. Mm -hmm. Get the heck out of here. Like in his. And he's Peruvian. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Now, um, said you had an older sister that was graduating high school while you were in. Yeah, so we're four. Four, four, years four or five years apart. And the only other sibling you have, or you have other siblings? Yeah, well, we're half. So, my, my mom and my dad, it's only me, but my dad, like, raised her. Mm -hmm. But my dad also has older siblings, I mean, older children. I don't know how old they are, though, like, maybe 45 and 43 or something. You know them? You don't know them? Not really. Okay. I know of them. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, so. Do you plan to have children? Hell yeah. Yeah? Oh, my gosh, but... When I was 22, <laughs> she's like, "Hell yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah." I, yeah I, I've always, I've always saw, seen myself as a mom. I think that even though I'm like, I don't, I mean, I feel like I always, I don't know why. What? I don't know if it's just in my head, but like, what? I feel like next to Mia, like me and Mia are the babies of always. Like, yeah, Mia is um, Lisa's daughter. Lisa's daughter, yeah, yeah. yeah. and like that's my best friend. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I just, well, Mia's so grown. 
She's very gross. She's well, very she mature. Yeah. I mean, girls are that way anyway. Yeah. But she's, but she's 10. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so, and I get along with her really well, and I love playing games and whatever. So I don't know if other people view me in that light. I'm like one of the youngest yoga instructors, and I think that's another that's reason true, yeah. that I think that. Um, and then just my energy is like very juvenile, like jovial, juvenile. Juven- um, yeah. Young. Ch- childish, Youth. young, yeah. Like, it's, it's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so even though I have that aspect of me, like, I've always wanted to be a mom, but I'm happy my baby fever went away. Because when I was 22... What's baby fever? You what never you had a baby fever? No. Okay, well, you're a man, so, yeah. like, well, you're, you're a male, me. so baby you wouldn't fever. have it. But for, I don't know if it happens to all people who are assigned female at birth, um, but... Essentially, it's like just this inner desire to have a child, but it's like, and it happened to me when I was like 22, 23, mm. where like I would cry at night saying like, gosh, like I'm like, I, I feel something missing. Like, and it's just this earn, internal feeling when you feel it like in your womb area of like, there's some, something supposed to be here and I'm not giving my body what really? it's designed to do at this moment. And, like, you're just walking around, you know, Target, and you see the little baby boots, and you're just, like, I would just start crying. It's like an instinct, an innate feeling. Yeah, of wanting to bear children. Wow. But luckily that shit went away, because, oof, it was rough. (laughs) 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 But I still want kids. It's just not, like, this, like, primitive, like... Yeah, because at 21, 22, the candidates are are slim pickings when it comes to finding a man yeah 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 i mean that's, shit, that's, that's down to be a father still well right <laughs> I, I mean 26 is still really no different so <laughs> i don't know too much i'm 42 <laughs> and that's scary as fuck <laughs> and i and i have a 22 year old <laughs> and it's still scary yeah yeah so i don't know i mean if it happens it happens i always saw myself like if i don't have my person like if i don't ever meet my person uh, I I'm probably one of those women that would go to the sperm bank and just like have a kid on my own. I think that's fair. It's fair if I have enough male figures in my life mm. that can hold this masculine. It doesn't even have to be male. Yeah. It could be a masculine female. I do think that balance of feminine and masculine energy is super important for the growth of a child. Yes. I do have a super solid support system. Like, my friends are family. Like, my friends are... I've I had the same friends since I'm 10 years old. Yeah. I'm very blessed in that way. Um, so, I think that it, just seeing the way that community has supported me whenever I've, like, dipped into my, like, depressive states and stuff. They've come through for you. Yeah. So, I have faith in that i mean I, I wouldn't want it like that's not ideal i'm just saying like you know yeah 45 yeah. starts creep 42 starts creeping around i still don't have somebody biological like, clock ticks right yeah. yeah it's interesting and how's i mean how's the dating scene out there <laughs> the dating scene is not <laughs> i actually it's just went scene. back on tinder and bumble but the thing is it's like bumble's I the one where the women choose right no the no, in both of them, the both choose, both choose, but the woman has to message first on Bumble. Correct. All right. Which I don't do. I just learned that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't do, but I did do recently. Okay. And what I messaged, because I never know what to say. Yeah. And so what I messaged was, 
I've been on this since March and I've never messaged anybody. And you're the first person I messaged. Hello. What did they say? <laughs> they didn't respond. <laughs> 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 I mean, I could, but it's just, it's not, there's not, I don't know. I just, what? I don't, see, those dating things are interesting because I feel like part of me mm-hmm. is wondering, like, are we fucking with, like, God's plan? You Absolutely. Know? Yeah, I'm not trying to, like, I trust him. Well, I, uh, I still refer to God as a him, but it yeah. is a her or uh-huh. maybe whatever, but I trust it. So I'm like, why am I going on these shits to meet someone when maybe I could just be walking down the street, lock eyes with someone and be madly in love forever, which likely won't happen either. But you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you're saying. I mean, it taps into, I mean, it disrupts the natural process, I guess. Or the spontaneity. I don't even know how to say that word. Spontaneity. Spontaneity of it. Let's go with that. Um, like my relationship, my relationship came from just uh, a whim. Who hit on who first? So, you want to see how it happened? Want me to tell you the story, real quick? Yes. So, my grandfather passed away. I was in Colombia, and I was having time, difficult times with my baby mother at the time. And when I went to Colombia, my father, my grandfather passed away. I noticed I saw, you know, my relatives like, you know, stick it out for the kids. So I come back. I come back from Colombia. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to reach out to my baby mother and see if we can make this work. I reach out to her. And I'm like, hey, maybe we could talk. And then she was like, fuck you, motherfucker. I don't want <laughs> nothing to do with you. I'm with a real man right now. I don't need you in my life. I was like, I was like. Okay, that's not going to work. <laughs> so I was living with a friend of mine at the time, and he's like, hey, you know, I'm going to this party down the block. You want to come? I was like, sure, I'll come. I got nothing to do now. <laughs> my plans of, like, meeting with my baby mother is non-existent. Destroyed, so, yeah. So I'll go with you. Fuck mm-hmm. it. We go to that party down the block, and then there was this girl, Jennifer. She was there, and she was just dancing. And she was like, I liked her style because she was kind of like, like, you ever saw the movie Heather's? No. Okay, Heather's. But I have seen a picture of Jenny when she was younger. Yeah. So she was, Jen, Jenny's very reserved, you know, she's, she's like, you know, and I was like, wait, I don't know who she is. And we're in a small group of people, so kind of everybody knows everybody's like, all right, I know that girl. I know who slept with her. Like we all, mm-hmm. but this one I've never. But who that though? Who's yeah. Yeah. Let me, what's up? So <laughs> I go, I. Stepped up to her, we danced once, twice, and then I was like, Alright, bye, take care. And as I found out who she was, and then I go back to my house and my brother was dating my brother was living with me as well. And my brother was dating her friend. Oh, okay. Next thing you know, I'm in my house. Who shows up at my house? <laughs> I was like, Huh, <laughs> it's you again. Yeah. And that same night I was trying to kiss her. Aww. She could even tell you the same night she kept Dropping her head, I'm like, yo, come on, baby. Aww. Mr. Suave myself, you know, trying to step up to her. And and then a week later I she was cousins with a friend of mine at the time and I called him up, like, yo, give me your cousin's number. Give her a call. Did my little background check, see where she's from, what she's doing, and then yeah. and then that's it. And then we dated a couple times 
And at that moment, I, my early 20s, and I was never really, like, never really in a serious relationship. It was always just playing the field, mm-hmm. dating. And then after a couple times, you know, I was like, oh, someone I could kick it to, talk talk to. I was like, you know what? You want to make this just exclusive and just date? Aww. And just, you'll be my boyfriend. I mean, I'll be your boyfriend. You'll be my girlfriend. Yeah. And here we are. Aww. So wait, you were like 22-ish? Early 20s. Mm. Can't give you exact numbers. So how? So what was it like? Because both of you all had children at the time. Yes. So what was that like? in the mix of being you know or, or well when jenny was talking to me about it she mentioned how like it was i think it was a little bit more common too to have kids earlier well back I, then well no i wouldn't that's what that's one thing that I, I i considered and then i was like you know what why am i even judging i also have a kid yeah check you out carlos <laughs> but believe it or not guys you know consider that yeah, yeah because it's no, like it. dude you know you got a kid yeah you know, but I'm like, what the fuck am I talking about? Right. Oh, this judgmental ass fuck. Uh-huh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I got one too. And no, I mean, and then we just try to make it work. Cool. And we just, you know, and um, I never infringed on her relationship with her son or anything like that. And I just let it happen. And it wasn't until many years later that I would say we established something more concrete. And, you know, I think it was our trip, actually. It was one of my trips with her traveling words where I kind of, like, you know, realized, like, oh, shit, this is the one. It didn't happen right away. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, me hooking up with her in the first place was just a matter of just, like, exterior look and, Mm. oh, oh, you got a Pathfinder? It's pretty cool. It's just very simplistic. Your Nissan turns me on. Yeah. Keep it simple, right? It's like, oh, and it's black. Oh, I like black. (laughs) (laughs) And then that's it. And then it just establishes, man. At the end of the day, just want someone that you just... Kick it with. That's it. Yeah. We've been through... Man, we have stories. We've been through drunk nights. You know, fights, yeah. all the excitement, all the going out to New York, all that blowing money and enjoying and trips and da, 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 and dramas and everything. And what I love is just coming home and just like, hey, how you been? How's your day? Good, good. And just we could just not even talk to each other. Yeah, no, that's so important is being able to sit in silence with your partner. Yeah. I feel like for me, I... I'm pretty sure my, like, for me, I think a friendship needs to be, doesn't need to be established first, but I think it's super key. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, because, like, the one time I did do the online dating and it actually turned into something, Mm -hmm. it was just, like, red flag after red flag, and it was, like, super intense for, like, the first two months, and then it was, like, okay, nah, like, and I'm big with, like, I'm a Sag, so... And even a poster, I'm just Brianna, and I need my freedom. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm very out there. Like, I mean, I do tantric work, and I'm into like vulnerability and people knowing me and like really knowing me. And some people find that as like, yo, like you don't keep anything to yourself. Like nothing, nothing is private just for me. Mm-hmm, Shut mm-hmm. up with your alpha ego shit. Like, <laughs> I don't need it. <laughs> like, I need somebody that's gonna like embrace that, and so that's why I feel like my friendships are like important because that's where you can see it's like, you know, if you're if you're down to like, fuck with me, 
on just like my personality and that level then i'm like okay oh, oh and we get to do the things too yes <laughs> the physical yes. things too oh yes. okay cool yeah that's cool so eh, i'm not really worried about it i used to be worried about it yeah not finding my person yeah they'll come it'll happen it's probably happening now probably under it's happening your now. you know you're not even aware of it yeah i mean this is what's so beautiful about this place here um building communities yeah um i forgot who i was talking to i the previous person i interviewed on this podcast my friend um one of the first questions i asked him, so how long have we known each other he's like oh it's been five years already i was like really yeah wow yo literally you know how instagram has that thing where it can like remind you what you posted on a few years ago whatever mm -hmm. today or yesterday it was a flyer because you know i with the omi's ride or die mm -hmm. that's the other hat we never yes. really spoke about but um <laughs> so carlos used to do the um he used to be the door guy at, mm -hmm. at our open mics that we yes. host here at omi's obviously with corona we haven't been able to do it in a long time but what was posted on instagram three years ago was um the best of 2017 omi's ride or die come through five dollars three years ago three years ago so this would have been our fourth yeah new year's eve uh open mic celebration crazy wow. you should totally do it i've told you this you should do a yeah. podcast with these ride or die guys i mean with all the all the kids have been through these doors it's just it's amazing ride or die is an event that um brie and um oh, i forgot cj and cj yeah you guys started it was freaking cool open mic right yeah and so talented kids coming in through these doors yeah. and artistics expressing poets yes rappers singers musicians bands amazing yeah amazing and i'm i'm amazed by all the support because i used to when i was younger i used to go to open mics and in jersey or new york new york rap battles cool. and open mics and kids weren't that supportive let me tell you they're not they weren't well it's a certain I've, culture we established here though yes yes i've been to i've had a friend who went to an open mic and literally the guy came on stage just snatched the mic and gets like get the oh, fuck shit. out of here and got punked on mic on stage <sighs> it's interesting so i think <laughs> i think omi's ride or die on the low does get because i i hear certain conversations and whatnot you know there is some heat mm -hmm. uh, as far as like oh they just let whoever perform and like and you know it's i think that it's hmm and, and and other people started kind of really creating these open mics and whatnot around this area as mm -hmm. well not to say we were the first ones we weren't um but just like it definitely uh spawned like spawned off a lot more yes. different open mics and so like they kind of these open mics want to bring that new york or just like more concrete culture of like you know if you're not good, you can't keep performing. Whereas here, I think that people really underestimate how much courage it takes to speak in front of a group of people, especially yes. when it's your vulnerabilities. And obviously, Omi's is just such a place to be open, to be loved, to be vulnerable. So when I first started hosting, um, I really made sure that like you, you guys know that this is your space to, to start. And... Like, no, that's beautiful. Yeah, it's beautiful because um, no, it's beautiful because you're you're right. You know, I'm sure the artists themselves are aware. You know, criticizing themselves enough. Always, you always. Know? 
you know and We're biggest critics exactly so it's like come on and the space isn't that big mm-hmm. yeah it gets real intimate exactly yeah i mean i remember the first time i performed wasn't even when i was hosting yeah. they had a few um, events going on before i got on the team mm-hmm. and i was shaking 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 throughout my entire performance and i've been performing since i was four years old on stage but in this room you were shaking yeah wow <laughs> where it's a funny so you say it like that because you've seen me host where i'm yeah. just having a conversation Correct. like no big deal right but that's after you know enough open mics where i'm just like yeah like i, I does this like I, it's okay um so yeah, it's really like the growth is is amazing. It's really cool to see, and not only on my own, but then I see you know like, um, I mean shout out to Jenny Betcher. She came here, beautiful voice. I don't know if you remember her. She used to play the guitar. Yes. Really beautiful, yes. uh, light skinned Brazilian. Yes. She. Um, wow. She yeah, I remember. sings so beautifully, and this was her first place ever singing out loud. Really? Yeah. Asked her. Asked her. You have anything recorded? Anything? She's like, no. Yeah. I'm just trying things here. I was like. Yo, yeah. you have a talent, girl. And now she <laughs> works with other artists. She even, like, and I think, you know, through that courage that she found here, like, it, it helped ignite for her to leave her parents' home and move to Miami on her own. Wow. Like, like it's just amazing to see what, what the people who come through these doors do. And it feels, I mean, sometimes I don't give myself enough credit or I just forget or I mm-hmm, just, mm-hmm. I don't know. I have very high standards for myself, mm-hmm. so it's just like, yeah, I'm supposed to do these things sometimes. But but you forget, yeah, you forget. I mean, you go down this journey, and we forget to just stop and, and look like, back. Holy shit! Yeah. Look, oh my god, look at this path. Like, yeah. what were you just saying with that memories? Looking back three yeah. years already. Yeah. Exactly. So that means we've known each other for three years. Yeah, exactly. At least, which is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Doesn't feel that way. Yeah. <laughs> and and then just looking back and really like reflecting, like, wow, I've you know I've. I've I've not only accomplished because it's not all about accomplishment. And we've talked about this, right? Mm-hmm. It's not always the doing, 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 but it's just like I've experienced and I've received like mm-hmm. all these lessons, these memories, these laughs, these people, these people. I met CJ here. Did and you? CJ, I thought you knew him before exactly. here. <laughs> That's awesome. CJ is one of my best friends, and we met here. And I think he got into politics, right? Yeah. So we may know a politician. <laughs> 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 That's awesome. Isn't that crazy? That's awesome. So I don't know. And shout out to CJ. Yeah, shout out to CJ. He's the best. But um, yeah, it's it's amazing. Like just thinking, you know, how once once strangers, then you know, yeah, could be doing a podcast together. Could be going getting vegan food together could be a host together could be the maybe my baby daddy somewhere out there like who knows you really have no idea well those guys just came in with the breath work and i hope they continue to do it here more frequent and that's going to open up a whole new group of people coming in through these doors and if they look anything like those men then i am just very that's, lucky yes because <laughs> they're all Good-looking gorgeous men. <laughs> With great fashion. Yes. <laughs> no. Shout out to them and yo, that was an amazing experience, man. Breath work. Yeah. You you've done it before, right? I've done it before, but I did do it that last time. Do you mind sharing your experience? No, uh, of course. Well was it was it as intense for you? Hell yeah, man. This shit okay. was wild intense. Like, okay, so you know how you get in the circle at the end of the at the end yeah. of the John. So like I <laughs> I had to I had I felt so up there that I needed to really ground myself so I had to 
I had to place my hands on the floor and close my eyes while everybody was sharing in the circle. And I'm listening, like I, I was definitely listening, but I just, I couldn't, I couldn't surrender, or I couldn't leave that space just yet. I wasn't ready to leave that mm, trance. You mentioned the word mm-hmm. trance earlier. Yeah, I couldn't leave that trance in that moment. So I was just really staying grounded, like rooting with my hands into the mat, my eyes closed until finally, like I was actually, I think the last person to share. And um, even one of one of the facilitators, he had came over to me and he like he's like, "Are you okay?" Like he checked in on me because there was just so much energy flowing throughout my body the entire time. Anytime that I've done breath work in the past, I've always given up. Mm-hmm. For one, excuse me. For one, um, it's difficult because, well, like I grew up in Tremley. Mm-hmm. And Tremleys were like the Bayway refineries behind us, Staten yes. Islands behind us, the Turnpike, not the cleanest the airplane, air in the world, the airport. Yes, <laughs> not the gas tanks. Yes. So, you know, my breath is very difficult. In the last three years, um, or four years now that I've been teaching yoga, my my breath has grown like amazing, like mm-hmm. really big. But it, breath work is very hard for me. So anytime I've done in the past, it's always been an hour session, like a 45 minute session. Mm-hmm. And I've always get like lobster hands. So yes. this like when your hands cramp up, your lips even cramp up. So it'd be like, like, it look, you get the sensation like on my your lips, lips would look like an asshole. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> literally yeah, tight man, tight, man. <laughs> I get tight. it. Yeah. And just my arms shrivel and just so much uh, cramping, you know? Mm-hmm. And so in the past, I've gone paralyzed doing the breath work, and then I'm just like, fuck this. And then I just like lay down and pass out. Like, I'll just take a nap. I'll wait till this sensation goes away because I cannot. Yeah. Um, and then other times that I've done it, I've been nervous that that was going to happen again. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I just kind of like, okay, mm, I'm going to breathe, but not really yeah. fully, you know? Um, the thing is, and I mean, I'm really open. I don't forget if we've had this conversation before, what? but um, like the uh, breath work is really interesting because you reach a certain plateau, and then once you pass that this like threshold, mm-hmm. it's like you you give way into like another realm almost. Yeah. I haven't been able to experience that yet. That same concept is very similar to a sexual orgasm. Yes or no? Mm, yeah. Right. And as a woman, but I, the adrenaline is rushing. I mean, that's what that whole breathing seal twos raises in. Yeah. Yeah, so I could see that similar to right. having an orgasm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I mean, I'm super young. I have to remind myself that, but I haven't experienced that yet. Mm-hmm. An um, orgasm. Yeah. <gasps> really? Yeah. And it's 16 years since my sweet 16. It's been 10 years since I first. Girlfriend. <laughs> it's been 10 years. Yeah. Um, so, and I think there's definitely like a blockage there. You sure. Yeah. I mean, I mean, girls say when you know, you know when you know, like you know when it happens. I wouldn't know. And I don't know shit, so... Yeah. And you're a boy, so you can't tell. I can't tell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> any any woman that I've spoken to. Mm-hmm. They know. Cause, yeah. Cause, and that's the thing, too, is, like, women are so... We are so uneducated with our systems. Mm-hmm. Like, there's multiple different kinds of, like, orgasms that you can get, supposedly. Yeah. I didn't fucking know that until, like, two well, years Well, for women, ago. I would imagine, right? Not for men. No, I think maybe for men, too. I mean, so, like, with Tantra, for example, you can have, like, the... A lot of the intention with like a like a, a lingam massage would be lingam being 
the male parts mm -hmm. is to retain the life force energy life force energy being sperm yeah that's what I've heard about tantrum like basically have an orgasm without actually being um, without coming but yeah. you do still have this full body climax yeah um where was I getting at so you said you have experienced haven't experienced something like that right and so with breath work i know that or i don't know but i have a very strong intuition that with breath work once i continue getting a little bit deeper with that when my body stops cramping up as much as it does mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. that i'll be able to kind of access that freedom um because when my experience like all the other women they were saying that they were cold i had a sweat puddle underneath me and <laughs> i was like cold really yeah wow Okay. I mean, towards the end, I was cold, but, like, I was sweating profusely. And there was, like, a lot of, like, convulsions in my body. And, mm -hmm. like, even mm -hmm. when on the calm down, anytime I, like, take a deep inhale, release. But it would be, like, <laughs> like, it was... Really? It was intense. And lots of images coming up of just, like, my past life beauties. Like, a lot of images in Thailand. Um, like, cool things like that. So... It was it was really into uh, like the downloads that I received after doing that practice was really just like I'm that bitch and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and my partner is doing this work right now. Nice. Like I know that whoever is meant to be my life partner is yeah. also work like doing this inner work because I've always like found myself meeting with someone and being like oh I want to teach you I want to teach you yoga mm -hmm, I want to teach you mm -hmm. Reiki I want to teach you holistic healing I want to teach you veganism like nah motherfucker like you have to be on that shit on your own and then we gonna link up Correct. and then our kids we could we could just teach our Correct. kids that shit together right yeah I don't need to be nobody's therapist nobody's mommy nobody's trust me with, with these guys the guys that they bring, you may find the guy in there somewhere. <laughs> Maybe. Because all these guys are in, like... Super into it. Yeah, they're yeah. dope. Well, Brie, we're past an hour. They're closing up here. They right? are. And this was an excellent talk. It was. Love you, Carlos. I love you, too. Ooh, thank you so much. You. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. And Happy New Year. Yes. Thank you so we much. We're reclaim 2021. Absolutely. I learned so much from 2020. Yeah, so that's true. Good. Let me um put this freaking outro music. <laughs> hey, where's my outro music? Be blessed, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. Yes. Thank you, guys. And... And hopefully we'll get Bree to do the her own ride or die podcast. As you could see, she's a natural for this. <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> thank you so much again. Thanks for having me.